The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Father, once again we gather in the name of Jesus to be here as a family, as your children, to worship you and to praise you. We ask again this morning that you would give each of us a quietness, ability to put aside all the worries and cares of daily life and just for this time especially focus here on, on you, on worshiping you and learning from you. And uh, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Morning, everybody. How are we doing today? It's the song of the redeemed rising from the African plain. It's the song of the forgiven drowning out the Amazon rain. The song of Asian believers filled with God's holy fire. It's every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. A love song born of a grateful choir. It's all God's children singing glory, glory. Hallelujah, he reigns. It's all God's children singing glory, glory. He reigns. So let it arrive above the four winds, caught up in the heavenly sound. Let praises echo from the towers of cathedrals to the faithful gathered underground. Of all the songs sung from the dawn of creation, well, some were meant to persist. All the bells ring from a thousand steeples Well, none rings truer than this Saw God's children singing glory, glory Hallelujah, He reigns, He reigns Saw God's children singing glory, glory Hallelujah, He reigns Saw God's children singing children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns. And all the powers of darkness tremble at what they just heard. Cause all the powers of darkness, well, they can't drown out a single word. 
When all God's children sing our glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns, he reigns. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns. When all God's children sing our glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns, he reigns. It's all God's children guys really believe that? Like when you woke up this morning and you got ready and you drove here, did you know you were coming to worship the one thing, the one and only thing that reigns over all? Like do you really believe that this planet is spinning at just the right speed, at just the right distance from the sun because God created it to be so? Not because scientists say this or that or the other. No, it's because God meant it to be. Do you believe in your heart that God brought you here today because he wants to know you? And he does know you. He knows everything about you. We're here to praise that God. We're here to praise a God that reigns over all things. There's nothing outside of God's control. Nothing. Nothing. Not anything you can imagine. There is no trouble. There is no strife. There's nothing on this planet that God cannot have power or dominion over. He is God, holy, truly mighty, mysterious, wonderful. I'm here to praise him this day. That's what I came to do. I came to praise God with my heart and my soul. I came to surrender all things to him. Lord, surrender all things to you. We give you all the glory, Lord. We give you all the glory. As we wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. His strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever, our hope, our strong deliverer. You are the everlasting God, the everlasting God, you will not faint, you won't grow you're the defender of the weak, you comfort those in need, you lift us up on Bitch. 
great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will sing how great and how great is our God. Amen. You give life, you bring hope, you bring light to the darkness. You give hope, you restore every heart. You give life, you are love. Bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. And great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath. Oh 
we just want to acknowledge that um, apart from you, we wouldn't even have breath. Lord, we want to acknowledge your, your sovereignty and your rule and your reign. And we know, God, that as you rule over all the things of this earth, that you rule now over our hearts. We've given them to you. We trust our lives to you. Lord, we know that the very beating of our heart is all controlled by you. We thank you, God, for the life that you've given us. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the new life, the spiritual rebirth, and the eternal life that we have waiting as an inheritance because of the work that you did. Father, we love you. Would you guys go ahead and have a seat? This morning, we're going to get to take communion. And as I was worshiping the Lord, and um, actually, I had this week, um, Scott Hall and I had the uh, blessing opportunity of being able to be in Albuquerque. And we were going through uh, a chaplaincy training program. And that's just a little bit of a side note. But I had a lot of time uh, to be away from the normality of life and um, almost like a mini retreat. And I spent a lot of time reflecting and, and, and just thinking about God's goodness and, and um, the life that I've been given in him. Well, you, tend to, you tend to do that, you know, where it says absence makes the heart grow fonder. And um, um, miss my family and my, my kids and I missed you guys and just missed even Colorado when we were in New Mexico and when we drove across, even before we really got across the border, got to the top of Raton, I looked over at Scott and I said, Scott, we live in a beautiful state. And um, it was contrasted, of course, with, with New Mexico, and, um, which is very different. But just all the, the love that God has for us. And 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 um, Bible tells us that no greater love is this than a man lay down his life for another. And you know the Bible goes on to say that you know even a, 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 a man would lay down, you know, a, a, his life for another righteous man, for someone who he felt was worthy, or someone who he cared about. And and any one of us as fathers or you as mothers would lay down your your lives for your children, but. What about laying down your life for your enemy? And the reason why I mention that as we prepare to take communion, because we have to remember is even though that God was not at enmity with us, we were at enmity with him. We were against him. Active rebellion, shaking our fists, cursing and running. And yet God gave his life for us. And when I begin to reflect on the love of God and the goodness of God, and as we take communion together to remind us of, of just how much love God has for us, I want to remind you of a very familiar passage of Scripture, but I also want to take it a little further, because in John chapter 3, verse 16, you know, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in Him or would believe in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And then in verse 17, it goes into just reaffirm. It says that when God came into this world, when he sent his son, Jesus Christ, you know, first John and in and, and John chapter one, where the word became flesh and the flesh dwelt among us and, 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 and the word dwelt among us, you know, all of those things, God with us, Emmanuel. When, when, when John goes on to explain the reason for Christ's coming and why God sent him, he said, you know, listen, God didn't send his son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And we might think, 
yeah, we understand that intellectually and we've received that in our hearts as Christian, but I want you this morning as we prepare to take communion together is look back, <clears throat> if you can remember, and hopefully we've never forgot, that point of life and that time in our life when, when we didn't follow God, when we were at enmity with God. Because John writes those verses and he explains it, and, 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 and it's actually the words of Jesus, by the way, that, that, that John's recording for us, but he goes on to explain our condition, our reason for why we needed a Savior, for why God sent His Son to save, not to condemn. And he says, man, it's because we were already condemned. Not that God had brought down the gavel upon us and said, guilty, you're going to hell and I'm condemning you. That's not it. We were condemned because we've we, 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 we lived in that state of rebellion, that we forsook God, that we turned from God. We wanted nothing to do with God. And in verse 18, John goes on to explain this, and he says, he says or, or Jesus goes on to explain this, and John records it, and he says, he who believes in him is not condemned. Speaking of Jesus and the one whom God sent to save, not to condemn. If you believe in him, you're not condemned. But he, listen, he who does not believe is condemned already. Already condemned. You know, who, even though you did not like hearing this as an unbeliever, who here knew that in your heart of hearts? You know, I grew up in church, and, and it was a very religious church. Um, it was a denomination, and um, the denomination that I was in spent a lot of time pointing out sin. My sin. They didn't necessarily come and say, you know, point a finger at me, but it was like, God was walking around with a magnifying glass to examine and expose my sin and, and that God was not favorable and God was not pleased. He didn't love me. He didn't care about me. I, I was living under the judgment and the condemnation of God. And those things were true, but it was brought forth in without these first verses, without the fact that God loved me and he made a way for me. And, and you know, no one had to tell me that I was a sinner. Nobody had to tell me that I fell short. Nobody had to tell me that I was already living in this place of judgment and condemnation because I knew in my heart that I was. And so he says, he says, he who does not believe is, is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Not because he's a sinner or, or because he can't stop sinning or won't stop sinning or hasn't stopped sinning or, or has left those things behind. It's not because of that that, that we, we remain in this place of condemnation. It's because we refuse to believe. Remember, sin does not send people to hell. It's the rejection of Jesus Christ. The Bible talks about the unpardonable sin, the unforgivable sin, is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Is, is you reject the testimony of the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit testify to? To the fact that, that we need a Savior and Jesus is Him. And it goes on in verse 19 to explain that. And he said, this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. Jesus is the light and He's come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates light and does not come into the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that he that his deeds may be clearly seen and that and that they they have been done that that is excuse me. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they 
have been done in God. In other words, when we come to Christ, it's, it's this acknowledgement, it's this agreement with God. And I'm here to let you know this morning is, is that can be an intimidating thing, even as a believer, where you sin, where you fall short, because we live sometimes with this understanding that our relationship with God and God's love for us is somehow based upon how we perform what we do. And Satan uses that as a lie to keep us separated from a father who loves us, who wants us to come to him. God, because, we, because Jesus is light and he exposes, God knows these things. And he wants us to come to him. And this morning, that's what we get to do again. We get to come to him knowing that we've been sanctified, justified, that we are holy in the eyes of God now because of what Jesus has done for us, because his righteousness has been bestowed on us. And it doesn't matter what we've done. All we have to do is what the Bible says is we have to be faithful to confess, to agree. So God, I'm a sinner. This is what I've done. And ask for forgiveness. And he's faithful and just to forgive every time. See, that's the awesome thing about grace. And what grace produces is joy and peace. And that's what God wants for us is to live in that joy of, of, of a place of joy and that place of peace. And it doesn't come from anything else except being in the presence of God and knowing that he loves you and that you're forgiven. That you're not condemned. So this morning as we take communion together, focus on that. Remember that, that God is there. And if you feel distanced, if you feel separated, all you have to do is turn to him. He's right there. He wants you to hop into his lap. He wants to wrap his arms around you. And we can do so because of, because of what Christ does. And we should remember that this morning as we take communion together. And we're going to do that this morning. And the ushers are going to come forward and pass out the bread. We're going to sing a worship song. And, and then we'll, we'll remember the Lord together. So if the ushers want to come forward. And
singing on a strength and glory and power be to you the only wise king holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come with all creation i sing For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me partake. Lord, we remember you, how your body was broken, how it was pierced and wounded for our sin, for our transgressions, so that we could be made whole. God, we know that apart from you, there's no healing, no spiritual, no emotional, no physical. And God, we entrust our lives to you again this morning, asking for healing for those in our fellowship who are hurting physically. God, those who are suffering emotionally. And for God, those who are spiritually unsure of how to be healed. We put our faith in you and our trust in you, Lord, for all of these things. 
In Jesus' name, amen.
stand with us we're told that it was in the same manner that he Jesus he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me or as often as we eat the bread and as often as we drink the cup we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes Amen? He's coming back for us. Let's partake. Lord, our hearts are filled with joy with that knowledge of that understanding, God, that you've not left us here alone, that you've not forsaken us, that when you ascended, you give us a commission, you're watching down on us, you're preparing a place for us, and God, we wait in hopeful expectation for your return. Lord, we know it's near. We know that the time of your return is drawing near. And Father, we celebrate that fact that one day soon we will be with you celebrating the wedding feast of the Lamb, eating food and rejoicing and giving praise and singing songs, being there in your presence. We're so grateful, God, that all of that was made possible for us because of the work that your Son, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, our friend, what he did on the cross for us. We're grateful, God, that we have this new covenant founded in your grace and your mercy to us. Lord, give us additional faith to live boldly for you in these last days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, good morning, guys. Why don't you turn and greet each other? <laughs> 